0: Hey, humans, it's, it's your, your girl, girl Chocolate Dunda, bringing, bringing you another episode of Summaries with Chow. <laughs> hey, humans, what's up? How how funny that it's 9-11, literally and uh i'm literally deteriorating mentally uh yeah i don't know i do know though that uh, i don't want to be alive anymore and i felt this way like um pretty much since i was like 12 and I uh, don't really know what to talk about. I don't have much to say. I just know that, you know, the older I get, the more I realize, like, oh, man, like, I am. I, I Okay, the first things that come to my head is, like, nobody, like, likes me. <laughs> that sounds so stupid to say. But it's so true. Like, I, I think I'm honestly, like, taking... I got a review. I say I. We got a review um, about the show that I was in. One of them was, like, a really amazing review that I didn't expect them to say something nice about me or my character, and they did, which was great. And then uh, uh, one came out, like, after we closed, I think the next day, perhaps. I'm not even sure when, but I saw it after we closed and uh, we all were kind of just like "Whew!" like it was like a sigh of relief to be done yes we were sad but also um, like um, relieved because it was over for me personally I was relieved because it was over but also school ended the day before like for students and so it was like, okay, summer can begin and uh, the show will be over. So, you know, kind of like the quote-unquote onto the next thing. And, um, yeah, I think after finding out that I have multiple sclerosis, uh, life is a lot harder. Like, I've always like, noticed certain things about me that that made sense but didn't. But um, now I kind of have more clarification. And I do know that having MS, you know, having, um, like, really low times, like, really sad times is the thing that I didn't really pay that much attention to in the past. And now, like, when I first was diagnosed... I was like, nah, I only, I was a part of a couple of support groups in the beginning, but it was, like, really sad and really, like, discouraging and depressing. So I was like, nah, like, it's not going to be good for me. And so I uh, decided, okay, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to change. And uh, so I tried to do that, and I never really saw anything Negative. It wasn't until I went back to the hospital the second time and came out. Uh, I haven't really been the same since. And I feel like because the world is going through so much and like I live in Texas, so there's like shootings all the time. Like every time you open your eyes, somebody shooting up a school, somebody shooting up a grocery store, you know, you know what I mean? So like it's just a lot, a lot, a lot of trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma that I feel like I'm personally facing. And uh, me being um, a 7 on the Enneagram scale, this is definitely not something that I enjoy feeling. I try to escape it as much as possible. And I think for me, I'm like, oh, life is terrible. Like, uh, I'm good. I think I had my fill. Um... But then I keep waking up, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's a new day. And it's like, God's not done with you yet. It's like what I've learned at church. Hey, you're still here because God still wants you here. And I'm like, okay, but why? Okay, what does he want for me to suffer more? Like, okay, I've been suffering. And like, he died. But He did a whole death and died for me. Someone like me, it was not worth it, man. I am not worth it, I think. And um, today I feel that. Today I feel very sad and overwhelmed. And here's the thing. Like like recently, <clears throat> I probably felt this way since probably uh, the end of, like March, I would say March. Like the end of the, uh, I did a show in December and then I did another one. That started in January rehearsals, and then we opened in February. And then I think we closed after spring break. I think after that show closed, you know, that there's a thing called post, uh, post-show depression. And uh, I think closing that show, I had like a week or a few days before I started rehearsals for the next show that I was in. And that was cool. And then it ended, and now I'm back at square one and I'm feeling ridiculous like I hate how sad I feel I feel very stuck like literally stuck I've been laying in my bed like if I haven't been out like working doing like deliveries I am laying in bed sad I'm not working out I'm not eating and if I am eating it's not good food. It's so many carbs. So so saying those two things is like, okay, boom. Those are two of the problems, right? You got to get back to working out. But I think for me, I look at myself in the mirror, and since I was a kid, I've hated it. Now, I've always been a confident woman, big or small. Never been small, but I'm just saying. But um, I was... uh. I forgot what I was going to say, but I mean, I spoke to a lot of friends and they're like, man, you should not care about those reviews. Like it's something you signed up for. You signed up to be an actor. So people are entitled to their opinions. You don't have to own them. And I read, I read a book, The Four Agreements, excuse me. And I've read it Probably twice and I need to read it again because obviously it hasn't marinated. But one of the agreements that they mentioned was like not personalizing things and like allowing people to provide you with black magic or like put a spell on you, if you will. Like if they say you're fat, like this happened to me when I was a kid. Like all of a sudden I was the butt of like body shaming jokes and like body shaming has been such a huge part of my life since I've been a kid. And I took that idea and I owned it. I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I am this. I am that. I believed it. So therefore, I'm under the spell of it, right? And I'm like, oh my goodness, how do I get out of that? Um, I did things that I feel like were good for me to get me out of that but I hate that it's like up and down thing but I understand that that's kind of how life is but like you know I think I'm being probably too hard on myself but I don't want to forget the fact that I had the biggest health battle and it's lasted me like two years and it's ongoing like I have to see the neurologist like two times a year if not more I have to get an MRI like once a year You know, they have to look at my brain and judge its progress or regression. And it's like, ugh, I don't want to. I hate being, like, such a specimen to those things. It's a very big deal to me. And, I mean, talking about it, even though it's just to me and whoever listens, which I appreciate, I think, you know, obviously helps me, makes me feel better. But, you know... I want to talk about something kind of personal and like this is a very candid moment and I was going to be like oh I hope my parents don't listen to this but like I'm gonna be honest I don't think they do I don't think they will (laughs) you know like even me in reality real life talking to them face to face depending on the subject they're disinterested like my mom I'll call her to talk and if my dad's around then I am just uh, a distraction or a burden to talk to. They may disagree, but I know what I'm receiving, right? Why call me and talk? not talk to me on the phone and talking to everyone else in the room? Or why, have me, why answer the phone if I call you and not ha- talk to me on the phone or not be focused? I'm not saying that I never do that to dudes or to people when I'm on the phone with them, because I do that too. I get distracted by America Says. Or, you know writing an invoice or doing, you know, doing something while being on the phone. So I get it, but it still is a bother. Um, that really has bothered me lately. And I, one, another thing, you know, I should probably be saying this to a therapist, uh, which my mom's a therapist, which is funny, you know, but you know, that's, it's kind of, it's kind of how it feels like, you know, how preacher's kids be like the most slutty or whatever the most promiscuous. I don't know. And, and, uh, what is it like? Um, you know, cops' kids are like the most rebellious. Me, um, you know what I mean? Um, or like doctors or whatever who are really bad, poor eaters or something like that. I don't know how to explain it, but like, you know how it is. But I also feel like, you know, my mom being a therapist, my dad being a cop, like, I do feel like um, a letdown a lot a lot of times even though some of the situations I'm in I didn't ask to be in but I'm like okay God put me here or allowed me to be here for a reason but what is the reason other than suffering I don't really understand and I can't it's sad but I cannot talk to my family and say hey this is how I feel like uh, I called my mom and I was like hey mom And I sounded like this, you know what I'm saying, all chill and mellow. Like, hey, mom, what's going on? Just checking in. And she's like, hey, what's going on? Or I forget how we got to it, but she asked me, like, how are you? How do you feel? And I said, oh, you can't ask me that. And she's like, yes, I can. And I said, no, you shouldn't. She's like, why? And I said, because that's a loaded question. I can't answer that but just like, oh, you know, without giving you like a monologue or a TED talk about how I really feel. I cannot express myself honestly to my parents because somebody going to get their feelings hurt. And I don't know know if that's my intention, but I know that I have a lot of things on my chest and I've had them for years. And when I first, first came home from the hospital in 2020, I was like, talking 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 happy 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 saying everything on my mind because i was so happy to be out so happy to be walking again you know i felt like i felt like pure remission and i lived with my parents at the time so it was a time for me to come literally come home and reconnect and i was happy to do that and i felt like i remember talking to my dad on the phone talking 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 to him and uh him not saying anything. And I was like, are, hello, are you there? And he's like, yeah, no, no, I'm good. You good. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you're all right. Or whatever he said. And that was pretty much it. But I personally feel, and it's been this way my whole life, if my dad had to choose and my mom had to choose, you know, a favorite child. And my parents are like, we don't have a favorite, you No, know we don't have a favorite kid, but let's be honest, y'all everybody got a favorite kid come on there's no way you can't not and I feel like no matter what it has always been my sibling my sister she has always been on top to this day when she was wasn't talking to anybody couldn't stand anybody blocking everybody and all that the people who were most distraught about it were my parents and my brother me I was indifferent you know what I mean because no one has ever paid attention to me anyway so it was just like another day. And for years, however long it took, I think she's finally come around and talking to people and answering her FaceTimes or whatever. But like she's always been on everyone's list and always my brother. And so growing up, those two, it's always been about those two and me, the middle kid. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, uh, where's Michelle? Oh, forgot forgot. I forgot uh, Michelle. I've always been overlooked, underappreciated, all of that. And never encouraged to speak about it ever. So now, as an adult, I'm like, how do I express myself? Why is it so hard to ha- ask for help? Um, and I know it's because I was never encouraged to until now. Now that it, I'm in my 30s, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, ask for help. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. And I think God was like, yeah, you have MS. You can't use your hands, you can't tie your shoes. You can't do your hair. You're going to have to ask for help. You're going to have to. And it killed me. It's killing me still. That I am still in a way, in so many ways, unable to take care of myself. And I think that has a lot. I mean, that is really igniting the depression. Because I'm like, how can I take my life back? back. And it's not necessarily mine. This world is not my home. This body is not mine. But when I look in the mirror, I want to see what, what people say God sees. God loves you. He sees you as perfect, beautifully, wonderfully made. And it's like, nah, there's no way. There's no way. You know what I mean? And, uh, I just feel like Sad. Like, I feel like the black sheep, literally, in my family. And no matter how hard I work, I mean, I tried to get my siblings and my cousin, you know, people in my family to come see the show that I just closed. Because I felt like it was very much our family in so many ways. But minus the love. I don't even know. When the last time I said I love you to any of my siblings have been... But it could be recent. Maybe if anyone I've said it to has been probably my um, brother and probably my mom. Because if I'm talking to anyone in my family, it's probably those two. And maybe Anthony. I think I probably have told him I loved him. Because I'm the closest probably to Anthony. We understand the brokenness of each other so much more. Because he's not even... Biologically, my brother, but he comes from you know I want to say a broken home, but I don't mean that an offense and to be of any offense, but you know he's been a part of my life since he was a kid, and now he himself is also in his thirties, and it's not something you can just snap your fingers and be over it's something that follows you the rest of your life, and it's just a matter of getting whole, you know, getting a grip of it and getting it under control. And that's hard. And it is hard to do without, um, the right resources. And I don't have the right resources. And even though I try to find them, I'm not receiving them. And it's funny. It's funny because my dad's a cop or in law enforcement, he's no longer a cop, but you know, he'll be, I think he's a police chief. My mom is a therapist, so those are obvious resources that I could, they could obviously point me to the right direction, but they're the kind of people that are like, you have to ask me, and I'm sure God is the same, you gotta ask me if you want help, and um, you know, like I said previously, I don't like asking um, for help, however, I may not have the words, or the courage, or the confidence, whatever. But I also feel like if you see that, you see me, I guess, literally hurting, then how come there's no way to for them, I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it because it sounds like silly. I'm not a mom. I have no idea what it's like to be a mom. And so I don't want to be like, they need to be doing this. They should be doing that because who am i to say that i just feel like perhaps they could provide resources and say oh you should look at this you should go here you should go there like i know in the beginning of 2020 not beginning but whenever i got i think, i guess it was when i got out of the hospital the second time it was the end of the year it was the end of 2020 into 2021 and you know that year i w- My parents or my mom was like, oh, you know, you should look for grants and you should do this and you should do that. And I'm like, well, show me the website and what can I get help? And never got it. Never got it. And I've asked, I re-asked, never received it. So it's kind of one of those things that's like, yeah, I'm pissed. But I don't want to be that person that's like, hey, I need help. I need help because I've asked. Sometimes I don't. like, And then things go wrong and they're like, why didn't you ask me for, why didn't you use your village? And it's like, man, because I have, I've tried. And you don't want to be that one kid that's always asking for help. And then one time, one time my mom told me, I'm just spilling the tea and that's okay. But she was like, yeah, um, I don't ever talk. She told me that my dad said he doesn't ever Talk to me because every time I call him, like, oh, he said that I don't ever call him or talk to him. And every time I do, I'm asking for something. I need something. How is that supposed to make you feel? You know what I'm saying? Good? Or what? Because it doesn't make me feel good at all. It makes me feel ridiculous, embarrassing, embarrassed, sad, confused. Like, what am I? You're talking about use your village, but I try and it's, I don't know. And I think I've always been the kid that's always thrived on independence, wanted to be independent, to to do my own thing, you know what I mean? And now that I'm like, well, you know, I gotta ask for help, now it's too much, you know what I'm saying? I don't think people in general know the severity of what I'm going through. Part of it is because I'm not saying anything. You know, it's not necessarily anyone's business, but at the same time, cue this podcast. I mean, obviously I have to get it out. I could be writing about this, but I can't write as fast as I can think. I can write fast, but then it's like, who wrote this? Hendrix? It's my nephew. He's like seven. (laughs) They can be like, who? His handwriting is great and better than mine. I'm just be honest, especially now that I have MS and using my hands is a whole different thing now. Um, I can still use them, obviously, but I'm just saying, but yeah, um, I could go on and on, and I apologize if anyone's listen listening to this and is upset, you know that's not my intention, but um I want to look back on this and be like, damn you were you were an idiot or you were you missed this, you missed that, there's a lot that I'm trying to figure out and I don't want to cry but I do feel like maybe I should because you know living is hard being alive is hard um, and I know a lot of my friends I have friends in my life who have lost loved ones to suicide and I understand that that's a selfish way to die and I don't think that I am I think that I'm a pretty selfish person not necessarily I never intended to be that person I think a lot of it is due to survival I'm just trying to survive but Maybe I'm tired of surviving and trying to live I'm tired of living I'm just tired so if you're listening in your prayer I suppose I could need I could use some and uh, that about sums it up thank you for listening some reason with chop.